Are you tired of all the voices who say, focus on the bottom line numbers? Say whatever you have to, just close the sale. Just get the credit card. It doesn't matter what you deliver. You will never build a successful business until you grow a pair and stop caring so much. Here, we respectfully disagree. We give you permission to embrace who you are, how much you care, and encourage you to design a business that works for you and your clients. Welcome to The Art of Giving a Damn, the podcast that proves with every single episode that you can create a profitable business doing what you're passionate about and making a positive difference in the world. Now, here's your host, Michelle Schaefer. Welcome back to another episode of The Art of Giving a Damn. My guest today is the angel lady terry marie and i think you're going to find our conversation about both what she does in business and how she makes her business work very interesting so welcome (laughs) terry marie to the show thank you beautiful michelle it is such an honor and a pleasure to be here i'm really excited about this so i'm going to keep my energy grounded (laughs) so we don't fry any circuits Well, I'm glad you're excited to be here. You know, for listeners, just to have some context, that Terry Marie and I have known each other for years. We met, I don't know, how long has it been? I think five, six, five, or, five or six-ish. Yeah. yeah. At uh, least. We were both at the same business event. And uh, <laughs> since then, we've stayed in touch over the years. She and I have worked together on various things. And uh, I think you're going to find this conversation very fascinating because Terry Marie has a very non-traditional business model and what I love about that is it just proves when you figure out what you're here to do and you're determined to get out there with it you can absolutely build a profitable business around it and you're a great example of that Terry Marie. Thank you it has been until about the last 18 months two years it has been rocky because for a long time I tried so hard so hard to fit yeah. and it's not my stuff doesn't stink it's just there's a lot and the vision that I had been given probably 10 years ago and I thought it's a good thing they didn't give me everything that I understand now and I don't know even a whole lot more and that sounds like well how can you know that well you get to know or, or it, it one at a time you what gets revealed to you is about two or three steps so think of it is probably if you're a football fan at all and I kind of sort of enough that you get from the goal line to the 50 yard line and you kind of have an idea about the next 50 yards the next Mm -hmm. half of the field and the truth is if they had given me everything all at once I would have said oh hell no shut the door (laughs) boarded it locked it, glued it, taped it, and said, I'm not doing that. (laughs) You know, I think a lot of us probably can identify with that feeling of of looking back at where we were when we started versus where we're at today and what we see as possible and thinking, yeah, the previous me probably wouldn't have been able to see this as a possibility. No. Well, let me me share your kind of official bio here. Uh, Clients hire you to help them get their BS out of the way, to connect to their angels, raise their vibration, experience massive mindset shifts, attract more opportunities, and clear the way for more success and prosperity. So tell us a little bit about your business. What do you do? 
In some ways, it's, it's eclectic. And if we boil it down or get it down to, it's really practical spirituality or practical things you can do in everyday life that do not take hours every day. Because Lord knows whether you're working for yourself or someone else, nobody has time for that. Whether you're single or married and have kids or no, it doesn't, fur babies, nobody has time for, okay, I need an hour and a half to do this a day. I don't have an hour and a half to do this every day. I really focus on having it, my journaling time in the morning. My affirmations, it's about an hour. Mm-hmm. And sometimes I don't get to it. It's just, I don't. What I do is to help my clients to really understand the very root problem. Mm-hmm. And I say this, and my clients believe me when we first start working together, and then they get into it and they go, oh, I really get it. What you think it is, it's not. What you think it is, is the starting point. You go, holy smokes, do I really have to do a lot more? Well, yes and no. If it took, let's say we're all 20, (laughs) okay? I like that. We'll go with that. So it took you 20 years to get to here. It is not going to take you 20 years to undo it all. That's the cool part. We identify the thing, the experience, the person, no judgment, no blame. It's just this is what it is. Okay, now how do we reframe it? How do we? It's like pushing the reset button and reprogramming it with specific tools and techniques that my guides, my angels, have taught me, and I've read through different books and put the pieces together. Don't you just love reading books? And then you go, okay, I'm ready to do this, and it's like, um, there's like five dots missing. Yeah. How do I, you know, give me something to get started on. The what and the why, okay, good, cool. Um, and I'm a fairly intelligent person. So, you know, making the bridge, I created my own bridges Mm. with help. (laughs) So talk to us for a minute about how you got started with what you do, because coaching people around this, helping people connect to their angels and all the spirituality aspects, that's not what you've always done. No. When I was a little girl, I used to call God the supreme being. Nobody taught me that. Now, I have an advantage, and some of my clients, and I won't say the other half, call themselves recovering and fill in the blank. Okay. They call themselves that. And some of my clients practice Catholicism. They practice Judaism. And, you know, it, it is about spirituality. It is definitely not exclusive because you can do... You can include what I teach that comes through me with whatever your practices and your faith is, because it's not about you have to choose. Right. Well, I think most most major world religions and belief systems in some way embrace that idea of we're not the only beings on the planet, that, that they do have some form of angels or guides or things in their spirituality. That's one thing that's interesting to me is how many different spiritualities and religions it appears in. Yes. In every holy book that I'm aware of, and I'm not a holy book 
expert by any means. Angels are mentioned in one form or another, helping mankind to do different things. Mm -hmm. So in answer to your question, how long this got started, I had started going to some weekend retreats here in El Paso, Texas, where I'm my body is physically planted or, or okay. work living. <laughs> Fair enough. Fair enough. <laughs> and I would go back to my day job. I was an executive administrative assistant contract employee for the Border Patrol down here along the southwest border. Okay. Yes. That's pretty dramatically different. Very dramatically different. And I had started to learn about my spirituality because in 2004 I found this very small little book and it changed everything because I didn't feel like I fit anywhere. My skin was too tight. It didn't matter what I did or what I didn't do. It wasn't working and I was slowly dying on the inside. Mm -hmm. So I stopped trying to fit in because it wasn't working anyway. And I found this, I would go back on Monday, and within like 20 minutes, it would be like, oh my gosh, everything is, what is going on? And I was so irritated and agitated, and I had just spent an amazing weekend with like-minded people. And it took me two or three times of that happening before I realized I wasn't the same person on Friday as I was Monday morning. So how do I do, how do I work with that? And the words that came to me, I was bridging the gap of where I was to where I am, not going backwards, not lowering my vibration, but bringing, bringing forward in such a way that I could still relate with my coworkers who were all guys. <laughs> so not only was I on my spiritual path, but I was female, so I was different times too. <laughs> I'm sure a lot of people can identify both with that feeling of not belonging there and of being a little different. And being a little different, yes. And people would say, oh, she's different. And it's like, well, yeah, I know that. This and is not so a surprise. I, not a surprise. No, it's like, yeah, I can hear you. Like, you're 20 feet away, but I can hear you. Oh. I found this very small perpetual calendar because I needed something on my desk to help me stay balanced but not in the face of my coworkers because I didn't need to draw more attention. And one day, a quote on the calendar, I don't remember what it is, said, wow, that's really cool. So I sent it to six people. Friends, that was it, left it alone, nothing else. About a week later, I get an email back from one girlfriend who was going through a lot of her own life transitions at the time, and she says, I read it and read it and read it again, I went, Ooh, idea. <laughs> so I started sharing the quotes. It uh-huh. was, this is a long story, but I'm going to make it a lot shorter. It wasn't very much longer before I started putting <clears throat> a little message below the quote. Mm-hmm. And I never pretended that it was my own. It was, it's, uh, was a Doreen Virtue virtual calendar. And for those uh-huh. who are familiar with angels, more than likely have heard her name have several of her card decks, <laughs> guilty, <laughs> or count me among them, you know. And after a little while, like maybe a couple of weeks, all of a sudden the quote and the message had nothing to do with each other. And I went, okay, that's a little interesting because in the beginning I was getting the inspiration 
from the quote. And I thought, well, no one's complaining. And, and I'm getting back, this really helped me, so I'm just going to keep on doing it. Uh-huh. A little while later, I found myself in the bookstore, and I got a dictionary on angels. And then I would, there were no more quotes from the calendar. I would simply, while I was still half awake in the morning, with decaf coffee at 4.44 in the morning, which is the number for angels, because I would leave at 6 o'clock to go to work. Okay. Okay. <laughs> I would open up the dictionary, and whatever name happened to have more um, resonance or energy or whatnot, and sometimes it was like four or five words on what the angel's name translated to. Sometimes there's a little more. And I would tap into that, and I would, so for two and a half, almost three years, every single day, 365 days a year, 24-7, I was channeling messages, no business, no readings, no healings, no thank the Lord because I would have said, oh, mm -mm, I'm not doing it. <laughs> and by the time we got done, there were 300 people getting the daily angel messages. Wow. So somewhere along the way, we kind of gently, without my knowing it until I was already in it, started a business. <laughs> That's interesting. That's interesting. So you kind of fell into it in a sense. Once I said, okay, fitting in isn't working, and I read the book, and they went, aha, she's opened the door, and, and <laughs> that was pretty much it. Okay. So what was the moment that you decided to actually go into this for a business for yourself to actually turn it into something that, that you could make money at that would support you? Hmm. Was that sort of a <laughs> gradual thing as well? Kind of, because I started this, started the business part. Oh, that was the first time, yes. I'd gotten into aromatherapy, was one of those weekend. <laughs> and I said, oh, this is really fun. And my mother said, oh, let's have a house party and I'll invite all my friends. And I went, okay. And I got home and I went, oh, crap. These are, these are the women's club ladies, and I have to know what I'm doing. So I would do some research. I need to put this book together, and it's like, oh, my God, you know. <laughs> he gave me two months to get ready. And then I started making perfumes and body lotions, and so I had a whole aromatherapy business going. Oh, wow. And then another t one of the other pieces that came a little bit later was mm -hmm. <laughs> we used to have a shop here in – El Paso called Butterflies of Wisdom, and it felt like I'd gone home for the first time because there were people like me, and I didn't have to explain anything. Mm. You know, if I felt something or they felt something, we understood that we were getting it intuitively right. from our guides or somewhere, and it was accepted, and they didn't go <laughs> like that. <clears throat> and... I was invited to a different shop here in El Paso, and my girlfriend said, oh, she does angel readings. I didn't do angel readings. I had just learned how to do tarot cards, okay? I did not do angel readings at that time. And you know how sometimes something comes out of your mouth and you go, um, that really wasn't me? <laughs> Have you ever had that experience? You know, it's like, okay. 
So all of a sudden, I was booked the next weekend to give angel readings. So all the way home, now by this time, I knew I was talking with angels and they were talking to me. And uh-huh. talk about being in this day and age. So I was talking out loud and nobody really thought anything because they didn't know whether I had a, a, a what am I thinking me in my ear? What are those things? Bluetooth or not? Oh, okay. Uh-huh. <laughs> so all the way home, 20 minutes, I went, Okay, y'all make me say that. I don't know anything about doing angel reading. Well, they said, well, you have angel cards, don't you? And I went, yes. I said, okay, so then what's the issue? And I went, okay. <laughs> and that's how I got started doing angel readings. Wow, I actually didn't know that story. <laughs> <laughs> it's kind of like trial by fire. And, yeah. and I had, you know, I earlier said that if I had known what was going to be asked of me in this plane, I would have said no and shut the door. I've tried that a couple times, and I just go, we'll just give her a little time to calm down and fine. <laughs> <laughs> and I have quit several times over the years. I just like, I'm not doing this anymore. I, I can't. It's too much. It's overpowering. I can't figure it out. I don't know how to do what I need to do and still make money so that I do my living and help other people and hire people. I was like, and about three years ago, I, I was in a dark hole for about six weeks. It was so dark. I didn't think I was going to come out and it all happened because the laptop I had died and took five and a half years worth of work with it. Wow. And 90% of that was channeled. It's like, you don't get that back. Mm-hmm. Except the pieces they needed me to have, and we found it. <laughs> that's a long that's, story. <laughs> that's a moment that I think a lot of people can identify with. That, you know, sometimes there's that triggering event of mm-hmm. a laptop dying, or the client you thought you had goes a different direction, or, you know, something else goes wrong. And, and we question, you know, can I even do this? Should I be doing this? Is this something that can even work? Um, mm-hmm. What did you do to make that, I guess, turn around the corner and get back into your business again after that happened? It took a long time. Uh, it Really, I am not exaggerating. I was offline for nearly six weeks. I would get on and then something would break. And I had a new computer and it would die. And then I would get a new um, hard drive for it and it would die. And I had to get another new one. And what I realized at that point was the part of the path that I was going down was not the right path. I was working on a summit, a telesummit. And the intention was for the spiritual side of business, and it turned out to be more businessy. And I thought, well, okay, you know, I'm just about done with all of the interviews and blah, blah, blah. And they were also telling me I needed to get out from under the house I had because it was too much financially with other things, and it was a lot of pressure. And when you have all this pressure, your vibration starts to tank. And so how spiritual can you be? And it's not like I can be better than everybody else. But if you're, if you're not in your alignment, if you're not in your flow, then you're actually blocking yourself and you're not able to help the people even if they're coming to you. 
So I ended up doing what I call a financial reset. I gave the house back to the bank and I started over. Sometimes that's the bravest thing that someone can do is actually look at it and go, okay, it's time to start over. And it was really hard, Michelle, because I am the only female in my family to have ever financed a house by herself. And it was really tough. And I think the hardest part was my Zen garden in the back. <laughs> but that's what pictures are for, right? <laughs> and it was a tough time. And I got to reset. It's like, okay, I know my focus is the angels. And to hell with people who say I have to do this way, this way, or this way. I've got to figure out how to start blending and being in mainstream in a way that works for what I'm here to do. And two years later, we started. <laughs> or maybe it was, yeah, about, anyway. But I had to find my footing in that and get really centered yeah. And even though the laptop took five and a half years worth of work away, the angels helped me find what it was I needed that I needed to keep. And one of them was my first major publication, Sacred Angel Realms. Oh, that your book. All, my book, Sacred Angel Realms, A Pocket Guide into Nine Angelic Hierarchies. Everything is channeled and handwritten in pencil in notebooks. Wow. <laughs> That's, I, you know, I think a lot of people have those moments, like I said, where it just feels like things aren't working. So being on the other side of that, what advice would you give to somebody who's maybe listening right now and they're thinking, I haven't been able to figure out how to blend what I do and maybe a spiritual business or maybe something else non-traditional with this whole business side of things that can be so frustrating. What advice would you give them being you're kind of on the other side of that and you can look back at it. Listen more to your own inner intuition. Get your BS out of the way. You can use the traditional words or you can use blind spot. I promise you, I promise you, and if you are tuned into any kind of energy and this is, please take this from my heart to yours. Tap into mine. You're going to see that this is not BS. What you think it is, is just the beginning. It's not as hard to undo it. Well, it doesn't take as long to undo it as it did to get there. And I have been working on myself in this way for many, many, many years, even before the breakdown. And when you get out of your own way, when you listen to your inner self on what it is you came here to do, you will find the right person or persons to help you come out from the shadows to raise your vibration. And may I share just a little, little bit about what some of my clients' results are? Oh, absolutely, yeah. Thank you. So recently, in the last, I think, six months, we started a new program called, and I've changed the name, but the, whole, the idea is you raise your vibration, you know. We go with guidance. At first, it was an empath intuitive. But it, it's about having connection with me and my guides. And we help you get to those parts that are stopping you. And even when you get to that next level and you, you get pulled backwards, 
It's because you're in that pattern. It has to happen that way because that's the pathway in your conscious mind to your subconscious that you've created. So here, just real quick, some of the results. One lady just wanted to know which angels were around her by name and energy. We got that accomplished. She knows how to figure it out. She knows how to ask them questions so that she gets the answers, not the answers that she wants, but how to ask so she gets the right answers. That's the key. Not just yes, ma'am, no, ma'am, yes, sir, three bags full kind of thing. So that doesn't help you. And another one, another beautiful client, and we're still working together, she's, oh, you're not dropping me. Said, nope, not dropping. It's your decision. <laughs> she wanted to raise her vibration because her business was at a standstill and she was just fed up with it. Within seven days, and again, check the energy, no BS, no fluff, no none of that stuff. Within seven days, she received a bit, uh, job offer that turned everything around. That's awesome. And she's, yes, they, they, it's about healing family trauma from the deepest levels. And then you get these techniques, these tools that I have taught myself with help and learned in books and combined them in such a way that they work and you can use them for the rest of your life. Very a cool. few of my clients have actually started their businesses because they used to be too afraid. A naturopathic healer in the UK and another beautiful lady in California has now started her angel reading business. That's awesome. Awesome. No, I think that's, that's one of the things that when you do what you're here to do, mm -hmm. other people see it and it inspires them to realize they can do the same thing. That's, that's a really powerful testimony to the work that you're doing. I love that. Well, you know, you. one of the things that you said a minute ago that I wanted to circle back to uh, kind of goes along with that follow your intuition advice that you were giving people. Uh, one of the things that you've done within the last, let's see, it's, it's been, I think, just this year was you launched a jewelry line. And that's something that was really a following your intuition thing. I know others had told you, no, don't do it, bad idea, not a great business move. Um, talk to me a little bit about that and what it's been like for you in business. Fun. <laughs> Here's the thing. The beautiful souls that I love to work with in one way or another they like different things. Yeah. So I'm definitely a, an out of the, there, there's no box. There's no box. <laughs> there's no, no box. There's not even an out of, there's no box. We do angel readings, soul readings. We work with clients one-on-one. -on -one. We make jewelry because people, <laughs> yes, we make jewelry <laughs> because sometimes people, resonate with the crystals and the energy and the colors and the vibration and the intention and that's all either they can manage or they're ready for and I love being able to offer different ways within my area <laughs> of vibration <laughs> okay it's all within my area of vibration and angels and helping you get out from underneath all that stuff that other people have piled on, no blame, no judgment, and we accepted it because we didn't know any better, and help them get out of it in ways that work for them. You know, I love the jewelry. <laughs> yeah. I love that you said it's been fun because I think sometimes when 
people who are spiritual or who have more of a purpose-focused business get into business, they lose that fun. And it suddenly feels like everything is so serious and so hard, Mm -hmm. and it doesn't have to be. Because when you're having fun in your business, you get better results. Everything feels different when you're having fun with it. And I remember when you and I had the conversation about it, and, and I remember feeling just like, I was shocked and I was kind of annoyed that anybody had told you not to make jewelry because when you shared with me, I was like, yes, of course, both because I could see how excited you were about it. And because sometimes in business, we forget it's, it's not about being focused in the sense of only doing one thing. It's about being focused in the sense of serving your audience. What does your community want and need? And if those things are in alignment, Something like the jewelry that you create can be very much for the same exact audience that comes to you for the readings, for the guidance, for the coaching, um, because it's all one specific group that's attracted to that. Um, and for those listening, we will put a link to Terry's <laughs> near this video or the audio that you're listening to so you can check that as well as a link to her main website so you can find out more about what she does. But I just wanted to mention that because so many people, I think, end up feeling like they're in that box when they start their business and Mm -hmm. they don't try some of the things that maybe intuitively they know they want to do, but they're afraid to step into some of those other things. I know it's been something for you that you've had. I don't, I don't know. You were up over like 200 orders last time I looked on Etsy. Um, And I know you do a lot of orders that aren't even on there. So it's definitely been something that's helped you to reach more people and kind of grow in a totally different way than most people Mm -hmm. would look at and and think about. And we don't just say, okay, it's for this, for this, for this. There's actually, (laughs) you know, if you copied it, it would be a page full of information on whatever the thing is, whether it's a crystal or or a piece of jewelry. I can't. I can't do it any other way. I'm here to give information. I'm also here to live my purpose and to do more and to not give it away for free. And that was huge for me, (laughs) huge, because in a world where so many beautiful souls are just trying to get by with very low fees, And it's more about valuing themselves. And because it's a gift, you're not supposed to charge for it. I'm sorry. I don't remember anywhere in any holy book that I am aware of and that people have taught me about where it says you have to do it. for. And here's the thing. Healers or seers, S-E-E-R-S, used to be taken care of by the villages. Yeah. So you didn't have to earn the money because you had a roof over your head, people made you clothes, they brought you food. It doesn't work that way anymore, beautiful soul. Yeah. It's very true. There have been so many shifts from mm-hmm. what was traditional in different cultures to where we are at today that some of the gifts and some of the things that used to be handled a certain way and taken care of a certain way, society has changed so much that for survival, the model has to change as well. And I think one thing that um, that spiritual entrepreneurs specifically have to do differently is really being open to receiving for the value that they put out there. So I think that's a great point. And that, that part about it's better to give than to receive, if we have just one more moment, I can share yeah, this. This is, this is huge. Thank you. This is huge. 
and it took me a lot it took me a long time to figure out and i went okay so better to give than to receive okay so i'm gonna do this as nicely as possible and i'm still going to be in your face <laughs> Not yours, Michelle, but anybody who's listening, because... Am, am I getting to rate this episode E? 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 I don't... I'm not sure what you're about to say. No, no, no. <laughs> I don't know okay. what E is, but I promise it'll be G. <laughs> okay. General. It's just... It's, it's just... Um, it's not candy-coated, because if... You give someone, if you try to give someone something and they say no, what does that do to your energy? Mm -hmm. So when someone is wanting to give you something and you're saying no because it's better to give than to receive, you are blocking that universal law of balancing giving and receiving. Yeah. And you're denying the other person their part in this. Now, if it's something you really can't use and you don't know anyone you could then share it with, then say no. If it's something that, that you can't use or it's not to your liking, but you have an idea, you can pass it on, accept it. Because you're also telling the universe and your guides and spirit, I'm open to receiving. And when you're always saying no, you're saying no, I don't want it. A cup of coffee a lunch, a book, a dime on the ground. I don't care who's watching me. I pick it up. The universe is saying hello. We're showing you. Your channels are open. I thank you very much. And I pick it up and I say thank you. That's a, a great perspective to keep in terms of being open to receiving and in terms of being thankful and grateful for things as they come our way. That alone that perspective on giving and receiving mm -hmm. can shift mountains within you and those are uh, important mountains that need moved yeah absolutely well i'm so glad you hopped on today to, to chat with me for a few minutes you know one question that i ask everybody on the podcast is what do you love most about what you do I love most when someone says, oh, my God, this changes everything. I, it doesn't matter to me if you're working for someone else and you want to be in corporate, you want to have a promotion, or you want to start your own business or grow it. All I really care about is supporting you on your path, your way, and I think the Gosh, the greatest thing. <laughs> There's lots of things. The, the most rewarding is seeing someone actually open up to themselves and accepting them and coming out of what I call the spiritual closet. <laughs> love that. I love that. So where's the best place for people to go to find out more about you and what you do? The best place. Well, there's angeldreamteam.com. And okay. on Facebook, it's Angel Dream Team. <laughs> we like to make it keep, keep it real simple. And Thank you. Simple is good. <laughs> and that's it. There, yeah. AngelDreamTeam.com. There you go. <laughs> 
All right. I will make sure I put links to those somewhere near the audio or the video that you are uh, listening to or watching right now so you can connect with Terry Murray. And Terry Murray, you've also got a podcast. Do you want to share about that for a minute? Certainly. Thank you so much. We have a podcast. It is permission to follow your inner GPS, <laughs> your inner guided purpose soul path. And I'm not sure how it came about exactly. Um, the angels have been after me for, I think, near 10 years to start some kind of radio show. And I thought, oh, my God, what am I going to say for 15 minutes? I didn't. <laughs> and, and luckily, we have guests on. And this is, I think, the fourth iteration of trying to get this started and I really love it because we interview amazing people like Michelle and she's on our show. Yep. Everybody has a journey. Everybody has a journey and it's about sharing their journey. So permission to follow your inner GPS. Awesome. Thank you. So make sure you take a minute to uh, go check that podcast out. Listen to a few episodes, hit subscribe, rate, and review that one. And wherever you're listening or watching to The Art of Giving a Damn, please rate, review, like, subscribe, and join us back for another episode soon. Terry Marie, thank you so much for your time today and for sharing what your journey and your story has been in business. Thank you very much. It's been an honor and a pleasure. All right. We will catch you on another episode. Bye for now.